Hello everyone, and welcome back to OK Thoughts, where nothing is left unsaid. Hello, hello, hello. (laughs) This feels like an out-of-body experience after, like, not doing this for so long. (laughs) Since when? I can't even. I think my last episode was in November? December, Jan, Feb. I mean, it's basically March, like, four months. But hello to anyone who's listening and welcome back to another episode of okay thoughts where i will leave nothing unsaid in this episode (laughs) (sighs) i had to go burp for a second there um got to prepare my vocals for this episode (laughs) because this is about to be packed oh I don't know if you guys are catching on any new, uh, new nice, nice sounding vocals, nice sounding audio. I got this small microphone for my phone. It's like, it's just one of those ones you plug to your phone and you attach like the thing to your shirt or whatever. But yeah, it's kind of cute or whatever. And I figured, you know, better sounding audio in general. So honestly, I don't have a like, I don't have a set topic today. Today's episode is just kind of be going to kind of be like a stream of consciousness kind of thing where I'm just talking and I don't know if anyone's going to listen to this because this doesn't really have an episode, but this is really have a topic, I mean, but I kind of just want to put this out there, um, things that I have been going through for the past few months and why I have been MIA. <laughs> um, a lot of people reached out to me about like, so when are we hearing something new? And I'm just like, <laughs> that's a question for the gods. Anyways, <laughs> this episode is me kind of just like explaining why I haven't been active on Okay Thoughts and just, you know, yeah, all of that shit. So, um, a few, well, that's kind of a lie, because even some people that know me don't know that, um, I was going through a really hard time last year, um, like, last year since the semester started, like, September to December, but mostly, and even early this year, but mostly harder around end of October to December um I probably I I should have started this with a trigger warning (laughs) um I might put that in the title somewhere but um trigger warning suicide um so yeah it was it was it was it was tough it was related to a lot of things in my life that I had no control over and I could not or was just coming to terms with. It was related to a lot of, what if it was financial? It was related to me, you know, being in school, being able to stay in school. Um, I could you not, if although now like I've settled a lot of like what I owed my school and stuff like that, 
I don't know how I was like, if not for God, I literally don't know how I was still in school last year. <laughs> I don't know how I was still in school. I legit was just like, I was winging life. Like, I think that is the easiest way I will put it. I was literally just winging life. I was like, I'm just taking the shit as it comes, you know? And it's like, okay, I'm going to go on so many tangents and a lot of things I'm going to say will not like directly follow, but it's just crazy how I would get so many compliments of like, oh, you look like you're so put together and you you look like you have your shit together and all of that. And like, you know, people would tell me stuff like that and people would be like, like even in my downest moments, people would still be like, you inspire me and stuff like that. And I remember, um, I remember a situation I had with, not a situation, like a, I guess, conversation I had with two of my friends and, um, I hadn't seen them in a while, maybe like a week or two weeks or so. And, um, they were like, oh, you look good. I was like, oh man, thank you. It was a struggle though. And they were like, what struggle? There's no struggle. You look good. And I'm just like, at that point I was really sad because I was like, (laughs) Some days last year literally took me tears to be able to like get up and get out and just like get through the day and just like not go home midday and not just do something drastic midday. It took the power of God. It took me just trying to stay in the present to get through most of the days and it's just it's it's crazy when you know people view you as something else that I guess you're not even though obviously yeah I was actively trying to like I guess portray myself as I wasn't even trying to portray myself as someone who has their shit together I was just trying to look like a person like <laughs> I was just trying to live life like I wasn't trying to let everyone know that I was suffering so I was just like you know not showing that not things weren't good with me but anyways um it was a lot of days where I just like didn't feel like continuing life and because my whole situation was I like like I said like I literally just said I don't know how I was still in school last semester I legit don't know how I was still here And I was living every day with the fear. I was living every day with this uncertainty just hovering around me of like, okay, so when, when is like, when's my school going to kick me out? Like, when am I going to get deported? You know, (laughs) like that was my everyday life. Just fearing emails, fearing everything and just not knowing when the day was the day that, you know. And it was like, the reason I'm here in Canada is to go to school and to, you know, do all of these things that my mom wants me to do that I want to do. And if I can't do that, what even is the point of being here? Like, what is the point of existing? So that was my, like, that was my, I guess, dilemma. That was my, that was what had me in such a state last year where... I was just numb like it's I can't even 
not even completely numb like you know when you feel so much to the extent where you're numb that's how i felt it was like i was feeling so much but i was so numb at the same time and that was when i had to go to ottawa to get my passport like if you're my circle i guess you probably know of this get my passport done and stuff like that and just like a lot of people thought i went to ottawa for fun and i'm just like in a panoramic <laughs> like in a panoramic you think i'm going to ottawa for fun like i went there for some official shit and i was like oh you spent you know how, how many days did i spent in ottawa like three days and i came back had to quarantine and all of that that also took a toll on my mental health and just oh man it was all just crazy but you know <laughs> So, um, like I said, this is a stream of consciousness. This is not at all put together, but I just feel like I need to say these things. I don't know who's going to listen. If you do listen, let me know. Um, <laughs> we could rub minds your thoughts. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I was at that place last year. I was at the place that I didn't know I could be at, like, Oh, God, it was hard. <laughs> and, like, it's these things that I guess, even in, in, in it's sad, but teaches you how strong you are. Because there were days where I would literally, like I said, cry myself to sleep and cry myself awake. And I will still go about my day, smile with people, laugh with people, reply emails, do all the work I needed to do, and, like, I would still just act like everything was fine, and looking back now, I don't know how I did that. I, I legit don't know where the strength came from. I don't know how I did that, but I guess it's one of those things where you think you can't do it until you're in the situation where you have to, because it was, like, I can't, I can't let anyone down, like, <laughs> and I did not realize how much that, how much I, I, I guess, believed in the faith that people had in me until an experience I had early January, this was on the 5th, I remember vividly, it was my brother's birthday, and that was, I, Sia, if you're listening to this, this is a, this is a, uh, what's it called? you learn the secret now well it's not really a secret i just like didn't tell you <laughs> but um i had i smoked well i didn't smoke i took an edible for the first time and um it was crazy it was really crazy and my dumb ass took the edible um right before i spoke to my mom and she made me very anxious like the whole point of me calling was to just wish my brother happy birthday didn't even know I was going to take an edible and I was with my friends and she was like she has something I was like yeah for sure I was at one of those points where I was just like okay fuck it I'm just I'm I'm gonna do it I I just need to like get my mind off this because I was so anxious I was so paranoid so that night I had three separate anxiety attacks we almost called 911 it was very hard and all I kept saying that night was like how I didn't want to disappoint anyone and how I had so many expectations put on me and how tired I was and like I did not realize that 
I operated on the expectations people had on me so much. Like that was such a big part of my life until I had that experience where the only thing I could think about was because, okay, this is how I felt when I was high. And I know it sounds dumb. I felt like I was, I wasn't there. So I I was having a hard time anchoring myself to reality, like a very hard time. So it felt like I was not there. It felt like someone else was living my life. And that was very, very scary. And all I kept saying was, I can't leave yet because there's so many things that people are looking up to me for. I don't know if you can hear that background noise, but it's my housemate. But yeah, I I was having such a hard time anchoring myself to reality. And it's so crazy. The The thing that helped me to actually finally go to bed at night was music. The music that I've known for years, the music I've been listening to for years. And it's crazy how things like that build themselves in your subconscious and you don't realize the impact they have on you until you go through experiences like these that was the only thing that could like anchor me to reality and like let me know that you're here and it's okay you know (sighs) that was a lot (laughs) but yeah um can't even remember where I was going with that point like I said it's gonna be all over the place but um yeah, I had that experience. Um, I realized how much my life was just so much dependent on what other people expected from me and how mostly my mom, how I did not want to let my mom down, still do not want to let my mom down and all of that. And um, I just, I don't know, It's it's been a lot since then and now. It's been a lot of me just learning and just... I'm in a much better place now in terms of finances and I guess my mental health in general and like and it's it's crazy because sometimes it feels like you have people around but at the same time you're dealing with all of this shit alone like because obviously everyone else has their own lives so I can't like I'm not saying my friend should have been there more like I don't, I don't know if they would have been able to, like, I'm, I'm really, that's not, like, that's not the point, but it's crazy how, like, I always say, no one's going to be there for you like you are there for you, and a lot of times when I contemplated just taking my life, like, you know, suicide, just, like, ending all of it, it was, like, what I was thinking about, and I guess, I I can't even remember where I heard this, but that was when I knew I had to come back because the only thing I could think about as a reason to not do it was family and friends. I wasn't thinking about myself. Like, I wasn't even in the picture of, okay, you have to live because you have to live. Like, you as a person, you have to fulfill your existence. It was just... I have a friend who's lost a friend and I don't want to do that to her again. And I cannot do that to my mom. I can't do that to my siblings. I can't can't do that to the people in my life that already know who I am. And it was at that point I knew that I had to come back because I wasn't living for me anymore. I was living for everyone else in my life. And I was like, okay, you need to start to snap out of this. Like, you need to start to help yourself you get what I'm saying like 
you need to start to do something about this and honestly I don't I don't even know what what I did but like I guess I just started to I don't know make a more make more effort I guess in just trying to stay alive trying to like anchor myself to reality and trying to take time for myself amid school and all the things I do for my university and all of that and just I don't know just stay here that was the that was the recourse you know yeah no one's gonna be there for you like you are there for you that's one thing I learned because you know you and you know the thoughts that you're thinking like none of my friends was gonna go into my head and be like Kyle you need to live for you like you the the, the only reason you want to stay alive should not be just your family and friends you should be able to you should want to live for yourself no none of my friends is gonna go into my head and like bring that out of my subconscious and tell that to me I was the only one who knew that I was at that point where I didn't even consider myself as a reason to live you know and that's why I say you can only be there for you like because you know you (laughs) I know this makes sense but yeah it just you're the only one that can reach into the depths of yourself and like find the truth find the reason that you're feeling away or you know wake yourself up and shake yourself up and be like okay you need to come back you're too far gone you're the only one who can do that so friends might be there friends might not be there friends might be there to an extent you might wish friends were there more and you know I'm a kind of person where I don't like I sometimes I wish friends could be there more but I have this fault of just like always understanding that people have their own lives which I mean I guess is a real thing but sometimes that makes me not to reach out to people because I'm like they have their own lives they probably don't want to deal with this shit um but yeah you can you're the only one who can be there for you in the fullest capacity, I think. At least in my experience, what that experience taught me. And it's still teaching me, to be honest. But, you know, um, it also taught me that, I guess, amid all of it, God is watching. And he just, like... It's crazy sometimes when you think of like the dynamics when it comes to Christianity and faith and all of that and like the things that you have to go through for your faith to be strengthened. I think it's really crazy because God was just like legit just like sitting there and hey, she'll come back <laughs> eventually while I was just like suffering and like he was working he was doing something behind the scenes that i had no idea about that i only got to know about like mid-january when you know situations became better for me in terms of finances and like 
<laughs> Lord. Money, literally, it cannot solve all your problems, but it'll solve some of them, that is for sure. Like, and it, it when it's, it's so, it's so complicated when you think about these things, because money was the reason I was like that in, in some ways, but it also wasn't because, okay, the fact that I wasn't able to, you know, complete and pay, completely pay my tuition and all of that affected me in the sense that I was uncertain. I was uncertain about everything. I was certain about life because my whole existence here in Canada is tied to the fact that I'm here for a reason. And if I can't fulfill that, then why am I here? You get what I'm saying? So it was tied to money, but at the same time, it wasn't. And it's, it's just kind of weird. And like, I, now, now that I narrate all of this, I'm just thinking of like how legit no one knew no one knew all of this about me except one person and how I get again going back to the beginning when I said people just really think you're okay when you're not when you're literally like holding on to survival just like waking up every day and be like a fucking again like I have to do this shit again you really mean I have to do this life shit again like and you have to smile on people's faces and you know you have to just fake it you know <laughs> every fucking day like you have to just wake up and fake it and people don't know people will you know uh uh what's it called i hope you can't hear background noise one of my housemates is showering but you know um I am an empath and I, even though I'm dying on the inside, I will still fucking ask people about their problems and listen. And I listened and listened to people who were not listening to me. Like I was in this situation where I was talking to someone and I enjoyed, like, I liked helping them. Like I, I like to help people in general. Like if I can be there as someone that you need to talk to, I will be, but that was causing me unrest because I also desperately needed someone to talk to. But every time this person asked about how I was, it always somehow went back to him. And like, they might listen to this someday. I don't know. But like I said, this is is not inhibited at any point or what what the fuck is the word inhibitory? But I'm just like, I'm just talking. I really don't care who's gonna listen to this in the future (laughs) because I know someone will be able to relate to at least one part of this and I think that's what's important um but yeah and I guess I'm to blame in some parts I like if you ask me how I am I'll probably just tell you that I'm fine like that's why no one knew I was breaking down (laughs) I'm just going to tell you I'm okay. So it takes those extra pushes that people like my best friend know to push and be like, what, how, like, what is going on in your life? How are you? You know, but this person I was talking to never did that. It was just taking that for that. And I guess, of course, he couldn't have known, but it also kind of made me know that he did not understand me as much as he thought he did. And as much as I did him. And so while I was drained, 
I was still getting drained. Like I was still drained. Like someone else's problems was still draining me as much as I was draining myself. <laughs> and all of that combined, I just kind of had to take a step back at the beginning of the year from that whole situation and be like, okay, yeah, this situation exhausts me and I cannot do that right now. I'm trying to stay alive and literally trying to keep myself revived and just like it it came to a point where he would keep talking and I would just go silent and I would just wonder does he not realize that when he's talking I literally don't talk because sometimes it just gets to a point where it's like okay you've been talking for an hour now you asked me how it was we talked about me for like what three minutes and you couldn't even sense the distress in my voice. Well, I was just like, I guess that's my fault because I mean, well, I lied and said I was okay. But even sometimes when I said I wasn't and told him about an issue that was bothering me, it would always go back to him. And that's another thing that I find an issue with people. You don't have to relate everything that someone tells me to your own experience. Like I get, I get employing one of your own experiences to get to be like okay I get what you're saying because this happened to me so you know like I understand you but not making it completely about you and then 30 minutes later going anyways like it's like you ask if if you're going to ask me about me then you should be ready to listen about me like don't ask me about me to then make it about you to then come back to me like 40 minutes later using the word anyways. Like, <laughs> I I will never wrap my head around the concept. Like, I will not, maybe, I don't know if it's just the person I am, but I will not ask you about you if I'm not going to listen to you. That's just dumb. <sighs> anyways, that was a whole thing in another situation that was draining the life out of me, the small life I had in me out of me. Um... And it's like, people just like, don't do that in your conversations. Like if you're listening to this, please try to avoid making stuff about you because it could really break the person that you're talking to. Like one of the instances that made me know, okay, I need to step back from whatever this is for a while was I was, oh yeah, it was the same time around early January. I was talking about how my brother had gotten, sorry, my mom had gotten my brother drawing equipment like um, a smart like iPad and stuff like that because he's into art and it's taken my mom literal years for for her to accept that talent of my brother's like his drawing like if you're listening to this you're probably black or like African and it's, you know the whole thing of like if you're not doing medicine or this or that it's useless so she did not like fully accept that talent of my brother's also partly because in sometimes instead of doing his homework he would do that and I guess that was kind of his fault but she didn't go about it in the best ways like she would seize his drawing books and stuff like that legit so I was very happy that evening and I think this was like a few days after his birthday I was telling this guy I was talking to the situation that I was very happy about it and he made it about him and he was like, he used to have this, he used to also have this talent and he wishes his parents did that for him. And I was just like, how dare you take the one joy that I've had in months, in literal months and turn it, turn it into something negative about yourself. 
I was just like, yeah, okay. Like, <laughs> I was so upset. Like, that was the one thing that had genuinely made me happy and just happy and at peace in months. And then you turn it into something negative about yourself. And it made me mad because I'm a very, like, I'm, I'm, I'm caring. I'm empathetic. Naturally, I'd be like, damn, that, that's sad. You know, I feel for you. But at that point, I didn't fucking care. I was just like, really? And anyone who knows me knows that my brother is a very soft topic. It's a very sore and soft spot for me, like my relationship with my brother. Because I've, it, I've, I was talking to, about this with someone else. I can't fucking speak. I was talking about this with someone else. And it, I think it, the thing with younger siblings and how older siblings are usually very attached is... They're literally like your kid. You watch them grow up. And so for me, my brother is like, I always say one thing. If there's anything that would break me, would be anything happening to my brother or my mom. And sometimes I hate to say it, but sometimes I feel like something happening to my brother would break me more. <laughs> because I've literally watched that boy grow up and I've seen things that have happened to me happened to him when it comes to like African parenting and stuff like that and I've hated to see those things and if there's one thing I want to do in my life is to be able to eliminate a few of those things in his life because I know what those things have caused me the trauma that I'm still dealing with that those things have caused me some of that trauma for him I can't eliminate like when it comes to our parents not being together. He's already experienced and is experiencing that. I can't do anything about that. But for the things that I can try to avoid, that is my aim in life. And I was trying to articulate this and he made it about himself. And I was like, the one joy I had in months, you're going to take that away by turning into something negative about yourself. How fucking dare you? And if you're listening to this, I'm I'm legit not sorry because... <laughs> That was just how I felt and how I still feel. And we've had a conversation about this. And like I said, the aim of this episode is for anyone who can relate to any part of this to relate. So, and I'm like, I'm not perfect. I know there were also times where like, I, I tend to communicate late like with I'm very big on communication but sometimes I tend to communicate late because I'm doubting a lot of things about the way I'm feeling so and that also has to do with like growing up and how I was how I grew up and trauma and all of that I was always invalidated <laughs> even when it came to my own pain I have a condition if you know me you probably know that and every time I would tell my mom, tell my sisters about how I was feeling, it was, are you the first person to be sick, be strong, and all of that. I was invalidated about everything about myself, even the pain I was feeling. And that is why it has taken me so long to actually take care of myself and actually listen to myself and listen to my body when I'm feeling pain. And when my body is telling me that it can't do it anymore because I've been conditioned from, I've had this condition since I was like, 11 for like what I can't do math eight years now I've been conditioned for years to continue to go on even when my body is literally telling me that you need to slow the fuck down so even with my own 
physical feelings of pain, I've been invalidated for so long. And that is why I can't communicate sometimes because I just, I doubt myself. I'm just like, okay, am I really feeling what I'm feeling? <laughs> because that's what I've been taught to like do when I'm, I'm, I'm feeling something since like I was growing up. So point is, I know I'm not perfect and I know some of these things when people but then we did talk about this like we did talk about how that was a very draining experience for me and I suggested something that my friend and I have of where we ask each other if we're mentally ready to take something that's you know heavy and if we say yes which we usually do if we say no we're like okay I understand I'll tell you this at some other time I told this person, can we employ that in our relationship? And he never asked. It was just the same. He would always just like, you know, put heavy things on me when like, (sighs) it was crazy. But that was another big thing in my life last year and the last year beginning of this. And I'm so glad that I let that go. I'm so glad that that wasn't because I literally felt like I was a therapist. Imagine someone who needed who needs therapy giving therapy to someone else. Like <laughs> it ain't gonna work. Like as Bahamians would say, it ain't gonna work. Honestly. So that was the situation. Um I felt like I was someone's therapist and I was in no place to be someone's therapist. Um so yeah. It's been a lot of talking. <laughs> Don't know how long this episode is gonna be. Um but yeah, I guess just that I think that's it. I kinda just like wanted to talk about why I've been off and the experiences I had last year and how that has affected me and shaped me and I'm not going to come here and lie and be like, oh, yeah, I'm good now completely. Some of the things I experienced last year have left a mark on me. And, like, (laughs) geez, like, oh, my gosh. I, like, just recounting some of the things I, like, I I know I need help. Like, I I genuinely need help. And I've tried to go to therapy, but it's like a phone call thing. And I'm just like, okay. And then there's also the issue of like lack of representation. And I just like, most of my experiences come from the person, come from the fact that I am a person of color. And I just don't see myself telling that to somebody who does not understand what that experience is like. My school has no black therapists. And I'm just like, okay, so how's that going to work out? Huh? (laughs) Um, But yeah, a lot of my experiences last year showed me that I genuinely need to work on a lot of my trauma and issues. And, um, you know, just work on a lot of things that go on with me. And I'm doing that in the best ways that I can in the small quote-unquote small ways that I can every single day that passes by but I know that some things won't you know that that like those efforts I make every day is not gonna deal with some of the other things that I go through 
And, you know, we'll just keep those ones buried until, you know, the days they show themselves. Occasionally they show up and <laughs> I just, I don't know. I go through a moment again and, you know, I come back out of it. What do we do? It's the life we live. <laughs> Man. Um, but yeah, I think that's it for this episode. I might make a part two. Who knows? Because I feel like there's so much more I was going to say. But you know when you like actually get into the setting of saying something you were going to say. And then you just like forget like more than half of it. That's what I'm experiencing right now. But it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I might make a part two if something comes up. Um... But yeah, if you listen this far, chill. Like, thank you. <laughs> if you paused and came back, like, over a course of days, thank you too. Um, um, yeah, I hope in some way you've related to something from this episode. And I don't know. Like I said, I just... I when I was going through what I was going through and even now I seek out things that sound like what I'm experiencing and like I always say something sometimes what we humans need not really is like I mean yeah encouraging words advice good advice for sure but sometimes we just need to feel like we're not alone and sometimes we just need to feel like someone else out there is experiencing what we're experiencing and I think it's so basic. Like, so when you're sad, sometimes you don't want to listen to upbeat music. You want to listen to sad music. And I think that's one of the most concrete examples of how sometimes human beings just need someone or something to relate to. And I've been in that desperate position before where I just needed someone to say or someone to articulate how I felt or say, I feel you and actually... Because that term, I feel you, is used so, you know, anyhow these days. But I just desperately needed to someone. Needed someone to feel me. <laughs> that sounds so wrong, but y'all know what I'm talking about. Um, and I hope this serves, some of this, part of this, all of this serves as that for someone out there. A friend, a stranger, whoever who's looking for something in this is looking for some sort of message in all of this i hope this finds you and this might get all mushy but like you will be okay <laughs> i think out of like i'm some days i'm walking home and i'm recounting last year and all I can think of is things will work out because they did. And when I tell you I was I was literally in this in a in a in a phase, in a mindset of I don't know what's going on with my life. I don't know where I'm proceeding from here. Like if it felt it seemed like so many good things were happening for me. I was the BSA president. I was this, I was that, I was doing things on campus, blah blah blah. But I felt stagnant. So I've been at that point where it literally feels like nothing's going to work out and the miracle pops out of nowhere. So all I can say is things will work out. At the last minute something will work out. 
sometimes it may not be meant to work out as you know fast as you want it to be and I know I know that these are words you hear all the time because I heard these words when I was going through what I was going through and I still do hear things like you know God's time is the best and like sometimes things are meant to happen when you want them to I know but literally whatever you believe in God the universe has something planned and when it's time for that to show up it will and you might you might still wish sometimes I still wish the miracle I had showed up earlier and I didn't have to go through all that mental torment that I went through but Till the day I die, I may never know why I had to go through that. Like, it has taught me things, yeah, for sure. But I'm left thinking, why couldn't I learn those things in a less tormenting way? And till the day we die, we may not know the answers to those questions, but at least we learned those things. And we we know, like I said, some of these things are just to prove that you don't know how much strength you have until you have to go through something. So you'll be okay (laughs) you'll be fine like just hold on to whatever you've been holding on to until this moment that you're listening to this mine was hope mine is still hope every day i say trust the process the process is mainly hope that was what it was for me hope every day i just hoped and hoped and prayed and hoped that a miracle came and that I would get through the next day and that I wouldn't do all the thousand things running through my mind and I just hoped and I'm still hoping so hold on to it whether it's faith whether it's hope whatever and you'll be okay and you get through it and if this if any part of this message helps you please don't hesitate to reach out to me i love to you know like i said this was something i was in desperate need of when i was in those down moments and i wish i had found something like this and if i if i get to know that this whole thing wasn't just me ranting <laughs> It was actually like, I guess, made an impact on someone. I would appreciate that. And thank you for listening this far. And um, yeah, you'll be fine. (laughs) Bye.